grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus. Our text for the meditation comes from the, the gospel lesson of Jesus' entry into Jerusalem on that very first Palm Sunday. Friends in Christ, all of you gathered here on this wonderfully special occasion, to all of the parents and, and siblings, grandparents, aunts, uncles, friends of, of our confirmands, and especially to you, the uh, St. Lawrence Confirmation Class of 2018. May you have as your prayer, in some form or another, the, the hymn that we just sang. Lead us, Jesus. Help us to follow you. Help us to turn to you at every time and always be our guide. Over the course of the Sundays in Lent, those who have been attending St. Lawrence during that time have been uh, experiencing part of a a sermon series which has been based on the Psalms. And uh, the title of that series has been Songs of the Messiah. And throughout uh, each Sunday of Lent, we've uh, had the chance to think about and observe a different type or or genre of psalms that are contained in those 150 psalms that we have. And um, what are some of those types? Um, I know that that we've reviewed this in class, so we're going to see. Just call one out. If you remember from this side, what's one of the types of psalms that we've heard about in Lent? Penitential, right, wonderful. All right, can you give me another one? Lament, psalms of lament, excellent. Penitential, lament, messianic, excellent. Torah, good. Anybody else? Imprecatory, yeah. That was their, they were looking forward to that one. They, they were looking to see how Pastor Adams was going to tell us that uh, calling down curses on your enemies fits in with the whole counsel of God. And he did a fabulous job, by the way, of, of doing that. And then today, uh, Pastor Fenske in the other services has the opportunity to think about and talk about the last type of psalm that, that we're covering. And that is what's called the song or Psalms of Ascent. And basically, those are are psalms that are used or were used apparently by the people of God as they would approach Jerusalem for feast days and for festivals, as the pilgrims would make their way up, ascending up to Jerusalem, since Jerusalem was on a higher level. And so as they would uh, ascend that that rocky road and, and make their way from all over Israel to attend in Jerusalem, they would use these psalms, apparently. Maybe they would recite them. Maybe they would sing them or chant them. We don't have all those details. But they were to encourage. They were an opportunity for for the people to share, on the one hand, their trials and their troubles, but then also be able to demonstrate their, their trust and get their deliverance from God. Not knowing what those songs of ascent may have sounded like, I, um, I asked the confirmation class if they would help me today, and that is help me do, if you will, a type of, well, a type of confession of faith that is not really part of the ordinary as we normally would think of it. Um, I'm pretty sure this is not how the songs of ascent were used in the Old Testament, but hopefully that's okay. So... I'm going to ask you guys to stand. 
Again, this is probably not how God's word was shared in the days of the Old Testament. I don't know, but it's been said. Some claim confirmation's dead. Uh, we would beg to disagree. Jesus lives for you, for me. If we're dead, we've died to sin. Holy Spirit's work within. God has called us, made us one. In his name, our race will run. We're still sinners understood. But by God's grace, we'll do some good. Pray for us, we need it bad. You're the best church we've ever had. We pledge our lives to Christ today. He is the life, the truth, the way. Sound off, Jesus. Sound off, he's alive. Sound off, Jesus. He's alive. Jesus. All right. Have a seat. Now, believe it or not, this actually serves as a little bit of an example of how life can be. Because when it comes to our faith, we're much more comfortable sharing it if we know and can control the environment. In the adult ed room, when we kind of practiced that before, there was quite a bit of energy and enthusiasm. <laughs> but when they were up in front of you, uh, not quite the enthusiasm that they had before. But isn't that the case? Isn't that what we see even in the account of Jesus riding into Jerusalem. How on the one hand, faith can be so powerful, so moving, so exciting that we're part of the crowd, we're into it. Did you hear how when Jesus was approaching, the word was out there, the people in Jerusalem had heard, the Messiah is coming, Jesus is coming, and so they are all part of it. They're all out there cutting palm branches, laying down their garments, and being able to celebrate and say, Lord, save us, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. It was the in thing to do. And what a blessing it is that we have those kind of moments. That you will continue to have those kind of moments in your life where you're able to celebrate, where you can see the hand of God in your life and you can give thanks to him and you can be so, so joyful and confident in being able to share and express that faith. Our prayer is that you would have those kind of moments throughout your days. But that's not how it is every day. There are plenty of times that you've experienced now, but especially as you move on to the next part of your life and, and high school and, and perhaps the plans of college and so forth, there's going to be times where the stand-up for Jesus isn't probably going to be very comfortable. You know, on... Good Friday, there was also crowds gathered. 
How many of them were the same that were there on Palm Sunday? We don't know. But at that point, you'll recall. You know what the popular thing to say then? It was not Hosanna to the son of David. It was not blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Rather on Good Friday, the popular thing to say, the crowd thing to do was to say crucify him. How would you like to stand up in the middle of that crowd and say, no, that's wrong. This is the Messiah. This is the Savior. I would bet it's even more uncomfortable than what it was for you just now to stand up and do that cadence back and forth. And that is how life in this world as Christians is. Jesus told us as much. He said, the world hates me, so don't be surprised if it, quote, hates you. Now, that's not to say there aren't incredible, wonderful things in the world around us and and what you have for experiences to come and so forth. We don't have to walk around paranoid or with a chip on our shoulder as if everybody's out to to challenge our faith on every moment at, at every time. But having said that, I can guarantee you there's going to be moments where to stand up for Jesus, where to, where to say that he's my Lord and Savior and that we're going to follow him no matter what may be very, very difficult. And so as we consider what today means for you, this public pledge of saying, I am going to follow Jesus wherever he goes and wherever I go. I am going to be faithful to him and his word no matter how unpopular it might be. We want to let you know that this group behind you and in many ways the whole Christian church knows what you're experiencing, knows what you will be going through, and is there, in fact, for support. One of the psalms that Pastor Fenske, those songs of ascent that I talked about, he was focusing the text for his message today, came from Psalm 122. And it's maybe one of the most familiar verses from those psalms of ascent. And it's this one. It says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Another prayer we have for you is that will always be your thoughts. That you will recognize that that coming together with God's family, no matter what family that may be, whether it's here at St. Lawrence or, or who knows where, but that you would have that same spirit, that the Holy Spirit who's working that in you would say, I need to be with God's people. I need to be strengthened by not just hearing the word, but also by being encouraged and seeing all these people that are there. They have the same confession as I do, even though I may not even know them. We need that. And I pray that you would always have that. Not that attending church is, is some way of gaining brownie points, 
or as if it's something we have to do. Although there may be times where we do need to kind of push ourselves along and say, no, I I really do need to go. But ultimately, that within you, the Holy Spirit has worked this, that you want to be connected to his church, no matter how unpopular that may be. And you know what? The Lord Jesus, he says, I'm going to help you do that. He says, you're mine. He says, I've loved you before you were ever born. I've brought you to this point in your life. Do you think it was by coincidence that you happened to be grow up, many of you, in, in a Christian home where you were baptized early on and, and you were, uh, never had a day where you didn't know who Jesus is? You think that's by coincidence Jesus would say? No. He said that's been the Holy Spirit working in your life and then giving you the privilege of growing in that faith, of being able to read the scriptures, of having people share it and lead it and live it for you. He said, if I brought you this far, he goes, this is just the beginning. He goes, the plans that I have for you are wonderful and good. No matter what calling, no matter what direction you're going to go in, Jesus says, Follow me, I'm leading, and I'm walking with you. And that's ultimately the only place where we can get the courage to do what we need to do. Because truth be told, we're still sinners. And we're going to have those moments of failure. We may even be like Peter at times, who knew his Savior the best but denied him under the pressure. We may be like the other disciples who, when it got unpopular, what'd they do? Ran. We're going to find ourselves having made mistakes. But again and again, return to the Lord. Return to Jesus. May he always assure you that there is no sin that his love has not forgiven that there is no barrier that can stand in the way of his love to you and me. May you continue to know that. And these folks, they know that too. And they, every day, are are challenged in that same way to, to live their life in a way that reflects that they've been with Jesus. And so now you're, you're also part of that. As they look at you today, they say, wow, if a 14-year-old kid can get up there and confess their faith, then maybe I need to step up and be bold in my living as well. It all works together because of what God has done. So those cries of Hosanna, then the cries of crucify him, they all give way to that wonderful promise. He is not here. He's risen. He is alive In Jesus' name, amen.